0: Good morning, everyone. Christ is risen. What a wonderful day it is today, a day that we get to celebrate our Lord's resurrection from death, thereby defeating death, Satan, and the power of sin over us. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members of our church, if you see people that you don't recognize, and there are some that I certainly don't, uh, please welcome them today. morning
1: Good morning, and happy Easter from the congregation of Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for this Easter Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister, Bruce Sletton, and the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager. And the acolytes are Sadie Bennett, Jordan Klebecker, and Danica Yelnik. Today's order of service Is at www.trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by Stones Prairie, St. John's Lutheran Church, Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together.
0: All right, and as you are taking your seats, I have just one pre-service announcement. You'll notice in your bulletin that there is, after the processional hymn, uh, there will the, our, uh, our joint choirs will be singing a choral ensemble. There is a part in that ensemble in which you are invited to join and to be a part of it. When that part comes, uh, our wonderful choir director, Miss Carol, will turn around and she will direct you uh, so that you know... Uh, when you are uh, to sing with them. And so let's begin our service today with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, today is a good day. Lord, today is the day, the Lord's day, the third day on which you rose again victorious from death. Lord, your tomb could not contain you. Lord, you conquered death, you conquered sin, you took our place on the cross, Lord, all because of your great love for us. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you here on this Easter Sunday, at this time and place, Lord, give us a zeal for your house of worship. And Lord, truly, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please. Stand and face the processional cross.
1: Our processional hymn is I Know That My Redeemer Lives on page 461, verses 1 through 4 of the Lutheran Service Book.
0: Please stand. So we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess... Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously.
1: The horse and his rider... He has thrown into the sea.
2: The Lord is my strength and my song.
1: And he has become my salvation.
2: Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power.
1: Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy.
2: You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed.
1: You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode.
2: You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain.
1: The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode. The sanctuary,
2: O Lord which your hands have established. The Lord Lord will reign 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 forever
1: and ever. Glory be to the the Father, and and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen.
2: In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, One God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this Easter Sunday is taken from Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones. because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of our Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
2: May the children come forward for the children's message in the mighty Mites.
1: Our children's message today is by Fawn Hansen.
2: And turn around the face this way if you would please. Good morning. Oh, you all are asleep. Let's try that again. Good morning. good morning. Blessed Easter. Say, how many of you had a chance to go look for Easter eggs this morning or some other time earlier? Okay, okay, good. So, uh, what do you, when you opened the Easter eggs up, what did you find? Candy. Anything else? Yes. Toys. Um, More candy. Okay, that's the way it's supposed to go, yeah. So, kind of a surprise inside. That was nice. Were you happy when you saw that? Yes. Yeah. Did anyone find an Easter egg this big? No, <laughs> Now that's an Easter egg. What do you suppose is in this Easter egg? Candy. Lots of candy? Money. Money? No, there wouldn't be any money in there. Well, let's let's open this up and let's see what's... Nothing. What a surprise. Nothing. This egg is empty. And it sets the stage for our message for this morning called Surprise Easter. You see, what happened was on Easter morning, Mary and some other women went to the tomb where Jesus was buried. And then when they got there, what did they find? The tomb was empty. Yeah, it was empty. And Mary and the women were very surprised. And they were not very happy. And then in a little while... Next thing you know, Mary sees Jesus. And she was surprised again, but this time she was very happy, you see, because she knew and she remembered Jesus said, on the third day I will rise again, just as he had promised. So that's a surprise with a happy ending, the Easter story. So you want to have some fun right now? Okay, I'm gonna turn my mic off because I don't want them to hear what we're gonna do. Okay. Now, we are not at all surprised that the tomb was empty because Christ has
3: risen.
2: He is risen. Indeed. Okay. Hallelujah. Great. Okay, going back to your seats now. Epistle reading comes from 1st Corinthians chapter 15. Now brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was or I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. This is the word of our Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn today is Now All the Vault of Heaven Resounds on page 465, verses 1 through 2 of the Lutheran Service Book.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. This is the gospel of our Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so it is on this Easter morning, grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning, from God, our Father, and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We will be going through in a moment. If you turn into your bulletins, actually your hymnals, and turn to that hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. It should be number 461. Thank you. Number 461, we're going to be using that as the outline for our worship here this morning. But I want to begin by telling you a truth. The truth is, is that Satan does not want me here today. He does not want me to tell you the good news about Jesus that you are going to hear from myself today, that you just heard from the lessons that were just read And I don't know about how your weeks have gone, but my week has been busy. It has been stressful. Yes, I've even been a little bit distracted by the task that was at hand. Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, sunrise this morning, and of course 10 o'clock now. It became very apparent to me this last week that Satan does not want me here today. Because he knows the message. And what he doesn't want you to hear is that he has already lost. That when Christ died and when he rose again, that the victory was won. And as we're going to talk about in just a few moments, because of that, your life as a believer in Jesus, your life is so hidden within Christ that there is nothing in all of this world, nothing evil, nothing evil that can ever possibly touch you. One of the things that was really stressful this week, because I lost it for about 10 minutes and I couldn't find it, I couldn't find my hymnal. I couldn't find it. I have my own personal hymnal that I use in my office and I, I needed to kind of take a closer look at this hymn in order to best know how the outline was going to work and I couldn't find it. And so I couldn't find my red one, this one. How many of you remembered the last one? It was blue. So I had that one. I have that one on my shelf as my backup, and I'm looking in the 400s where that hymn is in that one, and it wasn't there. I couldn't find it. So I go back to the index. I look it up, and wouldn't you know it, In this hymnal, the section that that hymn, I know that my Redeemer lives in that hymnal, the section that that hymn is in is in the Easter section. I would venture to guess that not many of you remember where that hymn was in the blue one. Death and burial. And I thought, okay. Let's go with that. In death and burial. This hymn has eight verses, eight verses that tell a story, and it's really, really difficult to sort of sing part of this hymn, but not the rest of it, because if you sing part of it and not the rest of it, you don't get the whole story, because this hymn tells your story, and this hymn tells my story about how sin and its consequences have followed us around our entire lives and has afflicted us in so many different ways, each of us differently. And yet Christ has won the victory. And yet Christ has defeated it all. And yet Christ is the risen one. And yet Christ is the one who seeks to give you the blessings of the kingdom of heaven. So let's look at it. Verse 1, I know that my Redeemer lives, what comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives who once was dead, he lives my ever-living head. This verse reminds me of one of my favorites, it's from Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39, I'm sure that many of you know it. It is read at that lectern at almost every single funeral that we have, for this one word. Paul writes, "...for I am convinced." Without a shadow of a doubt, he says, "...I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor other angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is where? That is in Christ Jesus our Lord." And so because Jesus lives, there is nothing in this life, neither height nor depth, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, there is nothing in this life that can touch you. Because as Paul says elsewhere, your life is so hidden within Christ. His resurrection is proof that you can be convinced by this. Now, somebody might, might say, as, as, and I'm sure that many of you, of you have heard this, well, the resurrection never happened. Well, that's fine, but over 500 eyewitnesses saw Jesus after he died. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not even ten. 500 people saw Jesus after he was resurrected. The resurrection is proof that you can be convinced of God's love for you. Verse 2, He lives triumphant from the grave. He lives eternally to save. He lives exalted, throne above. He lives to rule His church in love. This verse reminded me of Luther's explanation to the second article of the Apostles' Creed. He writes, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity and also true Lord, Lord, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, not with gold or silver, but with His holy precious blood and His innocent suffering and death, that I may be His own and live under Him in His kingdom and live in everlasting righteousness and innocence and blessedness. Just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity, and as all good Lutherans say, this is most certainly true. And so, how does the King of Kings rule? How does the risen Lord rule today? Well, by bringing us his blood paid for people, the blessings of the kingdom, never ending righteousness. Never ending innocence from sin. Both the sins that we have committed and commit daily, and also, get this, listen, the sins that have been committed against you. Those ones too. Everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness from sin, and everlasting blessedness, just as sure as he is risen from the dead and lives to this day. Verse 3. He lives to grant me rich supply. He lives to guide me with His eye. He lives to comfort me when faint. He lives to hear my soul's complaint. This verse reminded me of our sermon several weeks ago when we talked about that verse from Paul. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Here it is just as a reminder. Paul writes, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful... He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. There are some seasons in our lives. Those seasons will sometimes last days. Those seasons can last weeks. Those seasons can last months. Those seasons can last years. There are some seasons in our lives that quite literally will make us faint and make us weak. Faint with emotional and physical pain, faint with physical and mental exhaustion, faint with worry. And then we complain to God. And we say to God something along the lines of, Why me? Why is this? happening to me? Why is it that so-and-so gets this, but I don't get this? Why is it that this happened to this person, and why is it that it's happening to me? And so we complain, and we lament, and our, and we, and our faith begins to wane, and our faith begins to be faint. But as we talked about on that Sunday, I will repeat here, He does provide the way of escape, doesn't He? And how does He do that? He provides Christian brothers and sisters to pray for us, to listen to us, to encourage us with those words. He provides us with His own body and blood to strengthen our faith. He will provide us with the way of escape. Verse 4 he lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away my tears. He lives to calm my troubled heart. He lives all blessings to impart. This verse reminded me of another one of my most favorite scripture passages, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Peter writes, "Cast all of your anxieties upon him, For one very important reason he says this. Cast all of your anxieties upon Him because He cares for you. Because He lives, you can take all of your concerns to Him. Because Jesus lives and His tomb is empty, you can take all of your worry to Him. Because the tomb is empty, you can take all of your fear to Him. Because the tomb is empty, you can take all of your sins that you have committed, the ones that you don't tell anybody about and you can take them to Him, and you can cast them upon Him, because He has borne all of them. He has taken them all upon Himself. Because He lives, He will calm your troubled heart. Because He lives, you can have no doubt that He who cares for you and We said this in a Wednesday night sermon, and I had so many people come up to me afterwards and tell me how great of a sermon that that was. I wish I could take credit for it because I wasn't the one that had written it. The risen one fights your battles for you. The risen one is fighting for you right at this very moment. The risen one is praying for you as we're going to talk about in a moment. He is pleading for you to the Father above. Right at this very moment, you are not alone. He has not forsaken you. He has not left you. Rather, the risen one whose tomb is empty continues to fight whatever battle it is that you are fighting. He continues to fight that battle for you and on your behalf. Verse 5, He lives to bless me with His love. He lives to plead for me above. He lives my hungry soul to feed. He lives to help in time of need. The one who is fighting your battles and who is sticking beside you and is walking before you, the one who is fighting those battles with you and for you, also prays for you. Also goes to the Father on your behalf. Now, many of us here, if not all of us, have been through seasons in our lives where we have had people or we have, have have explained them to people, whether it be family or friends. And our family and friends' immediate next responses, or at least close to it, is I'm going to be praying for you. What a blessing that that is. And sometimes you will have somebody who is bold enough to pray for you on that spot, at that very moment. And those are blessed people and blessings in our lives, to be sure. But wrap your head around this. The Son of God Himself who was there at the creation of the world, He prays for you and He pleads for you. Every word that you have ever expressed to God, He pleads it with you. He says the same words. Every fear that you have ever expressed to God, He has has expressed the same fear. Every worry, no matter what it is, He has expressed it to God, to the Father, for you. The risen one, prays for you, is praying for you, and you can be assured that your prayers are heard because it is He who is the one who is praying. Verse 6, He lives, my kind, wise, heavenly friend. He lives and loves me to the end. He lives, and while He lives, I'll sing. He lives, my prophet, priest, and king. Prophet who brings the divine message of reconciliation. Reconciliation. Whereas through a man all had died because of sin, so through a man, Jesus Christ, all will be made and, have been, and, and and has been made alive. The message of divine reconciliation, back to God, a oneness, a unity with him that we receive when we become baptized, of forgiveness and mercy and grace that is unending. Our priest who has committed himself to being our intercessor, not only the one who, who had not, not only the one who fights for us, not only the one who prays for us, but also the one who made intercession on your behalf. Wrap your mind around this. If you've ever seen the movie The Passion of the Christ, and you see the skin being ripped from his body, it should have been yours. And it should have been mine. And the crown of thorns that was, that was slammed upon his head should have been my head and yours. And when the stakes drove through his hands and through his feet, it should have been my hands. And it should have been my feet. And when he breathes his last... To his dying breath, he is telling his father, pleading for, he is pleading for his children to the father on their behalf, the ones who are spitting on him and mocking him and insulting him and telling him, well, if you're the Christ, then take yourself down. And do you remember what he says? He pleads to the father for them. Forgive them, father, because they don't know what they are doing. He is our intercessor. He takes our place, took our place upon the cross as our great high priest, making satisfaction for your soul and mine. And finally, our King, our King who rules in the hearts of His people, who it pleases our King to give Him the good gifts of heaven of forgiveness and mercy and grace and joy, and to be reconciled every single day, to be reconciled with the Father. Verse 7, He lives and grants me daily breath. He lives and I shall conquer death. He lives my mansion to prepare. He lives to bring me safely there. This verse reminded me of several verses that, that, that come after our epistle lesson for today. It says this, Paul says, If there is no resurrection of the dead, if it doesn't happen, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. But Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Alive in the here and now, not just in eternity, but right now. Wrap your heads around this. Because you are baptized. Because you believe. Jesus says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. His words, not mine. And because you believe, and because you are baptized into His name, you are living in eternity where you sit today. Right now. You are living in eternity right now. Because when you die, it will not be your end. When all of those behind us who have died, that was not their end. They live. They live today in heaven with their Father and with Jesus and with the Spirit and and they can see them face to face with their own eyes. There will be no more mourning or crying or weeping or pain because as Scripture says, that was the old order of things and those things will have passed away. And so yes, today, right now, at this very moment, at 10.52. Ooh, we're late. We're fine. 10.52. You are living in eternity right now. Verse 8. He lives all glory to his name. He lives my Jesus. Still the same. What joy this sweet sentence gives. I know that my Redeemer lives. Now, I grew up a Missouri Synod Lutheran. I have sang this hymn I don't know how many times. And every single time, almost every single time that I sing verse 8, I can't sing it without getting choked up. And I'll tell you why. He lives, my Jesus, still the same. I am reminded of Isaiah 43, verse 1, where he speaks it to me. And he speaks it To you, Jacob, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Jacob, I have called you by name. And Jacob, you are mine. My Jesus. Now, not my Jesus as if I somehow own him and that he is mine and nobody else's. Not my Jesus because I somehow have a more special relationship with him. You know, a lot of people think that pastors have extra special relationships with God. It's not true. It's not. I don't have an extra special relationship with God any more than you do or any other child of God. So not my Jesus because I, I have some kind of extra special relationship with him. But my Jesus, in the same way that I look at my parents and I say, those are my parents. And I look at my wife and I say, that's my wife. And I look at my kids and I say, that's, those are my kids. Because I am so incredibly blessed to be loved by them. My Jesus, because I am so incredibly significantly, without measure, blessed by my Jesus and loved by Him. My Jesus, my Jesus who knows my sin, my Jesus who knows my thoughts, my Jesus that as He was walking to His death, somehow with all of, the, with all of His other children, somehow He had my face in His mind. My Jesus, whose love to quote a song, whose love never gives up, and never ever runs out on me. And so, perhaps whenever the next hymnal comes out, I have no idea when that will be, perhaps this hymn should be put back in the death and burial section. Whenever a family comes to me after their loved one has died, and we need to talk about the funeral preparations, and oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, but sometimes, that family will come to me and they haven't the slightest I- idea how to plan one, how to go about doing one. They don't have any scriptures picked out, they don't have anything picked out, and they certainly don't have any hymns chosen. Would you believe that this hymn is the very first hymn that I recommend? This is the very first hymn that I recommend, and I I recommend singing all eight verses because this hymn tells the earthly story of their loved one, of how sin followed them around their entire life, but even through that, they were saint. And they were saint because Jesus had won the victory for them and their lives were so hidden within Christ that sin and Satan and all of its effects were just dashed upon the rocks to pieces. The story of how sin affected them, but that their Redeemer had already saved them from it. The story of how their Redeemer lives eternally to save them who lives eternally to save them then and who still lives eternally who has saved them now. They died because of sin. We will die because of sin, buried in a grave. But that will not be our our end. We will be made alive to the risen one, Christ Jesus, whose tomb could not contain him. The rock that was rolled over the opening took a whole lot of men in order to actually roll it over. And it burst forth. And it burst open. And the angels were there sitting on top of the rock and the women come to to prepare his dead body, right? And do you remember what they asked them? Why do you seek the living one among the dead. It will say the same thing about you because of Christ. Why do you seek the living ones among the dead? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under... At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings, and the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. Uh, Whether you are a member or a guest with us, please, please uh, fill that book out so we know that you were here to worship with us. If you are a guest, if you would be so kind to leave your number uh, so that we might be able to get into contact with you to thank you uh, for coming to our worship service here today. We collect our tithes and offerings.
1: The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. These radio broadcasts are made possible by the donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Cross in the Garden, Speaker Rev. Dr. Michael Zeiler. God is the true gardener. He brought the soil of His garden into His being to make a new creation. John 19, verse 30, through 20, verses 18. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service.
2: Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this most special day, You're leading us here so we can worship you. The beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives. The resurrection of your son signals a new life for all of us. Keep the excitement of this day burning within us as we tell others about the empty tomb and the hope of the bodily resurrection that lies ahead for all those who believe. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. we pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those on our health list. Milba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Bonnie, Deborah, Joe, Dorothy, Louise, and her great grandson, Andrew. Lift all these up, and also those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely, and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who served in the military. Bless you, those who serve in the most dangerous places. We looked up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, who is serving in the Navy, and David Hessman, who is deployed overseas, as well as their families who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to guard and watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord in your mercy. Lord God, heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Nick and Connie Pratter who are celebrating 54 years of Christian union through their marriage. Larry and Janelle Manning who are celebrating 42 years Stephen and Deborah Shane celebrating 41 years, as well as Mike and Edith Harmon are celebrating 30 years of marriage. Continue to be with them all, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for the blessing of birthdays being celebrated this week. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Thelma Barnes, celebrating 82 years, especially for bestowing on her length of days in this present life. Grant that she may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May the celebration of her birth be a celebration of life both now and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, a prayer for this congregation and all of our visitors. Bless all who worshiped here today, as well as all those attending an Easter service in all parts of the world. Now that we have been refreshed through the word and soon the sacrament, lead lead us out into your mission field. Give us the courage and zeal to tell others about the good news of salvation that is carried out in our lives. Keep us mindful that it is always about you, Jesus, Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now we pray the prayer the Lord himself gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done.
0: Lord, be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and none of the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and mine. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it, and he gave it to them, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave to them and said, drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Thank you.
1: Our communion hymns for today are Jesus Christ is Risen Today on page 457, at the Lamb's High Feast we sing on page 633, Christ the Lord is Risen Today on page 469, Could Christian Friends Rejoice and Sing on page 475, Alleluia, Alleluia, Hearts to Heaven on page 477. These can all be found in the Lutheran Service
3: Book.
0: And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith unto life that is everlasting. To part in his peace and joy. Amen. Let's pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
1: Our closing hymn for today is I Know That My Redeemer Lives on page 461, verses 4 through 5 of the Lutheran Service Book. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you, and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shea, and I pray that you have a blessed Easter.
0: A word of welcome to all guests and visitors today. Thank you so very much for coming today and worshiping with us, and we pray that your time here today was a blessed one. Just one announcement before the close of service today. Uh, the office will be closed tomorrow, uh, and then will reopen on Tuesday. And so uh, please take note of that, and I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week.